0: Hey guys, welcome to the Change Up Podcast. Josh and Chad here. This is where we talk about culturally relevant topics, but we look at them through an honest
1: gospel worldview. Let's get it. oh
0: just sitting here waiting for you to finish up with all your (laughs) conference calls he's a busy man ladies and gentlemen gotta make it happen well now we're here recording so
1: yeah I'm excited about today so what do you got planned for us had this idea I feel like we haven't really fully tapped into your past or um, your experiences as a Navy SEAL and I think that there you know from from my perspective that's a really awesome accomplishment and what you all have have had to do and what navy seals currently do for our country is very unique and special um and i feel like there should be a lot of lessons great lessons on mindset that you have learned in your 10 years as a navy seal um that also we would see how they're biblically true as well so today's episode okay is Josh's top five lessons that he learned as a Navy SEAL mm-hmm. in terms of mindset. And so, without further ado, Josh, what's your number one? You want to do it like five to one? When I
0: did it, I did it in order of how I learned them. Okay. When I thought through this. So, it's
1: not like the best lesson, worst lesson, or like.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a progression. Like, as I went through, I okay. learned this, and then I learned this, and I learned that. All right. So the first thing I learned, um, it was before I even got to Buds.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So Buds is the training. Buds is what makes people think that being a SEAL is so hard because Buds is what's hard. It's the training to get and to become mm-hmm. a SEAL. Right. Um, and there's also movies that just kind of Hollywoodize what being a SEAL is like. And I mean, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's no different than like being in a frat. Like, yeah. playing on a sports team. Like, you're just around a bunch of guys, a bunch of dudes with a lot of testosterone, and they do, like, you know, crazy stuff, you know? <laughs> right. And everyone's trying to outdo everybody else, you know? So just in maybe a little more extreme environment than some of the other
1: environments, maybe?
0: Yeah, maybe so. I mean, I don't know. I've never been on, like, a part of an elite team or mm-hmm. anything. So um, I, I don't really know. I just know when I meet guys like that, we can relate in a lot of ways, you know? Yeah, for sure. But anyways, so I haven't even gotten to Bud's yet. I'm on the the bus to go to boot camp because first you go to Navy boot camp before you go to Bud's. And I had been training to be a SEAL like kind of by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, We had this one guy that um, he had been a SEAL for a while and his job was to find people that were signing up to go be a SEAL and help train them because what was happening is a ton of guys were going into the Navy, Mm -hmm. getting to BUDS, and just completely failing out immediately. Right, And so he was there to kind of make sure you had a base level of fitness to be able to do the minimums Mm -hmm. uh, and to hopefully make it through. It was just an attempt to increase the attrition rate because they wanted more SEALs but they were having a hard time making them because of the attrition. Like Mm -hmm. 25% of people would make it through. So um, that was kind of an attempt to fix that. Uh, But for the most part, I'm training day in and day out on my own. And um, I didn't know anything about fitness really. Like I had worked out playing football in high school, but I just didn't know. Mm -hmm. I just know there was some requirements and it was like, they were very easy. It was 42 pushups uh 50 sit-ups or 60 sit-ups in two minutes six pull-ups and then you have to run a mile and a half in i think 11 minutes or so yeah not hard and then you have to swim 500 yards or 500 meters in i forget 10 minutes or something right and so i was just training to do that well that has very like, very little if any impact on whether or not you make it through buds but it gets you mm-hmm. to the it just like gets you in, in gets on you in a the, team yeah at least um so i was just training to do as good as i could with that and like i remember when i started i could do one pull-up because i was like as heavy as i am now but not strong right like, i didn't have any shoulders or anything and i was it's like oh i got a long way to go right so then like six months later i could do like 10 pull-ups and i was like really happy i was yeah. like wow i'm ready for this <laughs> so i remember day one i show up and this dude, like, he's this big jock-looking dude, like, mm. just huge. He's like, hey, man. First thing he has, like, you going to Bud's? Like, yeah. How many pull-ups can you do? <laughs> I'm Like, "Like 10? He's like, oh, I can only do 28. I'm so nervous. You can only do 28? <laughs> I can only do 28. And he was a freak. Like, he was really, really strong. And he ended up making it. And, uh, like, we're good friends now. He's actually from Mandeville. Oh, yeah? Ironically, yeah. So, and then... Like, throughout, before I even get to Buds, I was just start meeting all these guys, and I realized, like, I am not as awesome as I thought it was. And so that's the first lesson. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not as awesome as I think I am. Yeah. Um. There were just some, like, one of the guys I went through Buds with was this, he's actually Casey's brother. Yeah. Uh. Bo Bergener. So he's a son of um, Berg, Coach Bergener, Coach Mike Bergener, CrossFit. Um, right. White not founder, coach. but, you know, he was part of it. Mm-hmm. Greg Glassman was in our class. He was the son of Glassman, the, the leader of CrossFit. There was mm-hmm. a guy that qualified for the Olympic trials and swimming. Like, there were just some incredible dudes. Yeah. Like, and I was just so... I just did not belong there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was, but what's funny is I didn't... Re, I mean, I realized it. Like, mm-hmm. it was obvious that, like, okay, like, maybe there's more to it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, hopefully... Because I just, I can't compete with these guys. And it's not a competition, so I, in that sense, kind of say, that was my saving grace. Right. Was that it wasn't like we were athletes competing for a spot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's more of a team mentality and a do-you-have-what-it-takes-mentally mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of where it started. Do you want to stop there? you want me to yeah. keep going?
1: Let's go through them, and then we'll flip them on. Okay, once we get through what you learned in the SEALs, how is that applied okay. in the gospel so coming in super
0: insecure don't have what it takes no clue how i'm gonna like make it through but mm-hmm. i don't know what else to do so i just keep rolling So then i get into buds and like the they call it the selection phase
2: mm-hmm.
0: um that's when people start quitting right and i start seeing these guys quit left and right mm-hmm. and um i'm not quitting I'm not even, like, really thinking about it yet. It really hasn't gotten hard yet for me. <laughs> I'm, like, still waiting to get exposed as, like, you, yeah. like, what do you even think you're doing here?
1: <laughs> and, um. So who's always quitting? Was some of the, like, freak athletes, like, you oh, thought? Oh, yeah. It didn't matter. They were, like,
0: just incredible athletes that were quitting left and right. And also people that didn't belong, kind of like me, were quitting, too. Sure. But. Uh,
1: but Bud's is designed to try to make you quit.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? And it's very, very physical, Mm -hmm. but it's not like, hey, whoever can do the most push-ups right now will go through to the next. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. That's not true. Like, it did pay to be a winner, they say. Like, yeah. um, we'd do a run and, like, the top 10 people would get to take a break and everybody else would have to do the run again. Yeah. Um, so there was stuff like that where it honestly did,
1: like, God, I wish I was a little faster. <laughs> this would be <laughs> right. a lot easier. So I going to do this the second time around.
0: Yeah, sure. so as I started seeing people quit, I just observed, and I, I've always been, like, kind of good at, like, learning from watching. Like, just being – aware and observant of things mm. like i've just like always been that type like that's been my personality and so luckily that played in because i started to see like all the people that were quitting there was really no like common thread right within them like they were just they just didn't have what it took mentally mm-hmm. you know and so then i started realizing and this is the second lesson that the thing like, no one else is as good as they seem, mm. right? Like, I knew I wasn't very good. But all these other people with all these accolades, like, they weren't any better for what we were trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there was if we were trying to create, like, uh, you know, a seven-on-seven football team, like, they— Right. I, I mean, I get picked up for that or something. But as far as what Buzz was asking and asking for, like, these guys didn't have a leg up on me. Mm-hmm. And so I guess, like, to sum that up, the second lesson is, like, people, other people are not as good as they seem. Yeah. Either,
1: or as they don't have as much merit as it seems they have. Right. Because sometimes we can build that up in our heads of, like, this is for someone else, but not not ourselves, not us. Yeah. But what you learn is that everybody's human and the same in, in a lot of ways when
0: you really just don't know what a man is made of because of what he's accomplished mm-hmm. that that paints part of the picture but it's not the whole story yeah And i think Bud's training has a way of like uncovering the full story of like what someone's made of yeah which is just the nature of the training it's you know, it's kind of cool in that sense right um so then i'm going through buds and like i said i hadn't even thought about quitting yet i'm starting to see people quit left and right Mm-hmm. I get to a point in training, I'm three weeks in, about to start Hell Week. Yeah. And so I've done three weeks of the hardest of the tr- Bud's training, and then I get rolled because I, I couldn't – Uh, it was a rope swing on the O course. Like, So there were certain things you had to do physically. Like we had to run a four-mile timed run in a certain amount of time, yeah. a swim, and then an obstacle course. And if you couldn't do those things, they'd give you a second try, then a third try, and then you'd get rolled for it. And then if you come back up – the next class again and fail then they just drop you yeah you know for a better for worse, that's kind of the way they they run it so i couldn't pass the oak course there's just one obstacle it's what is the,
1: what is the oak course the yeah. obstacle
0: course so it's like 15 different obstacles okay and you got like these high bars you got a big wall you got um this thing called the dirty name where you got a um there's videos on it on youtube yeah. it's like it's a really fun course when your like career is not on the line <laughs> um but dudes would fly through this thing and i was always like pretty bad at it i just like didn't have the it was like more of a gymnastics yeah body type that'd be good for it but there was this rope swing and all it was you would run at this rope and you would get the rope and then it'd take you up to a log like yeah. four feet high And I just couldn't figure it out. It wasn't hard. It wasn't strength. It was just like...
1: Timing or something? It was a
0: timing thing and, like, a technique thing. And I remember one of my instructors took me, like, the day before I got rolled, I had, like, my final attempt at it. He took me out there. It was on a Sunday, and we just worked on it until I could get it ten times in a row. He, like, wouldn't let me because he, like, really cared about me and wanted me to to pass. It was pretty awesome. And uh, I crushed it. did ten times in a row. The next day... Fail. But you have three tries at each evolution. So if you if you fail...
1: You get to get back up and try again. Yeah, you three get times. three
0: tries, and then you just got to skip that obstacle and move on to the next obstacle. But at the end of the course, once you finish, you got to say, like, uh, what would you say? Seaman recruit Miller? I don't know. Failed rope swing or something like that. Yeah. Or if you pass it all, you give them your time. Yeah. So anyways, it was like one, two, and I'm like... <laughs> Here you go, Miller. Like, this is your final shot. Like, right? tomorrow you're going to go to Hell Week with your whole class, or either that you may get kicked off or rolled or whatever. And I just couldn't get it. I was just like, oh, wow. no. So, anyways. What do you think it was if you got it ten times in a row with the I other I think coach? I was just tired, and then it got in my head, too. Like, I've never been a performer. Like, sports. Like, on the spot. Yeah, I've, like, never been clutch. Like, yeah because i always like put so much focus on my effort rather than like like and i just it get, it got me in my head and yeah. i was in, then i become insecure and then i performed badly mm. like now i would have no problem with it cuz i've grown so much in that area but sure. at the time it got the best of me um so then i get rolled thankfully mm. i didn't didn't get dropped and i had to start all over with a new class so 3 weeks of like the hardest 3 weeks i had to do it again and a little bit like i had some confidence going into it cuz so like i've already done this but yeah. then the second weekend of my second time through i just start getting like i'm like uh, you know what i'm kind of over this yeah and i start thinking about all the other things i could be doing hmm. and the quitting becomes uh like a real like an option for me all of yeah. a sudden and i think it was just like one one or two days because i remember having a a phone call with someone like one night after i was done with everything Mm -hmm. uh for the day and just saying how how i was i think i'm gonna be dumb go ahead and quit tomorrow you know I'll, i'll just hang it up after after tomorrow and they were like what why would you do that that's the dumbest thing ever and um yeah they just they couldn't understand why i wanted to quit Right. And I was like, it was so obvious in my head while I wanted to quit. Like, I'm just done. Like, I've changed my mind. I don't want to do this anymore. And so the next day, like, we had a, an inspection where the instructors come into your room, and they yeah. basically, um, like, see how clean it is, and mm-hmm. they look for some reason to fail you, and then they make you go get wet and sandy. Right. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clean my room perfectly. I'm going to have a perfect uniform. And then when I pass, I'm just going to quit. I'm going to say, hey, instructor up. Uh, I'd like to quit. And it did not go that way. (laughs) We ended up, it was like the worst, longest day of Bud's ever. Yeah. And so things just kept happening. Like, so first we had that inspection. It went Very badly. Like, he basically, the instructor came in our room, like, dumped a bunch of sand on the floor, and then we were in trouble for the sand being on the floor.
1: (laughs) Even though he dumped it.
0: Yeah, and then we had to go get wet and sandy, and then we had to stand there for an inspection in our uniform, and the next instructor was like, why is your uniform, why is there sand on it? And he like, I'm, like, completely covered in sand, (laughs) and he picks up some sand off my shoulder, and is like, why is this sand on your shoulder? You know, like, what are you doing?
1: (laughs) You're like, what about the rest
0: of (laughs) the I'm just like... Uh, no excuse and uh, so we get like what happens then we get we call it getting beat but not like physically beat like they just yeah. beat us physically <laughs> not physically but yeah fitnessy fitness yeah, like trying to wear you out <laughs> yeah um and then something they want to like re-inspect it and so they're like go to lunch and then we're gonna have another inspection because you guys did so bad and it's just games they're just mm-hmm. playing games with us like there's no rhyme or reason so then, during lunch, instead of going to lunch, we stay back to clean our barracks up, mm-hmm. and um, that was a big no-no. Like we sh- we couldn't. I was like they could get in trouble if we don't eat, oh, okay. training-wise. And so, as a class, we collectively decided not to go eat so we could have more time cleaning up. And so they found out about that. We lied about it. So then, like, just everything escalated, and oh, we no. just. It was like the biggest beat down session ever. And I kept saying to myself that day, like, I'm gonna quit after all this is done. Like, and then it just kept like till the end of the day, <laughs> it was like <laughs> I never had time to quit. So, um, my lesson I drew from from that kind of like that I don't know, mindset that I, I was cultivating there was like quitting because afterwards I, I began to see clearly again. Yeah. And I realized that quitting will define you for longer. Than the pain or longer than your feelings in the moment yeah because once you quit like you're always going to be that person that quit mm-hmm. you know and so um just that idea that quitting will define you longer than whatever yeah. you're going through at the moment
1: yeah that's great it's a great lesson
0: so that's the third one uh fourth one be I, I kind of like moving out of the training out of the selection phase right mm-hmm. so now like I've learned a lot about um, mindset and kind of what I have inside of me, like basically the ability to keep going no matter what. Like that's really what they taught us in the selection phase. Um, Well, then you move into like the next is a dive phase where Mm -hmm. you learn all different kinds of diving um, rigs. So like open circuit, closed circuit. And then you move into a land phase where you're learning how to – basically land navigation you're learning different weapon systems and how to shoot right. and you're like being trained and then tested in proficiency for all of these things and it's just like one thing after another one week you're skydiving and you're tested mm-hmm. and the next week you're in alaska like cold weather training and you're being tested and we're just constantly like being put to the test with very new um trainings that i've never been exposed to right and so I started to learn the lesson of trusting the process. Right. And basically, like, the in, the temptation was always to have anxiety about the coming test, and not focus on the training that was happening that day. If you have a week-long training and a Friday's a test and you're focusing on the test the whole time, you're missing out on, all like, they're, they do this all the time we were class 269 or no 272 (laughs) i forgot my class number that's a no-no um and so just hundreds of classes have gone before us they know what they're doing as far as training goes yeah like they're they don't want us to fail at this point they want to train us up to a certain proficiency right and so we have to be able to trust the process and trust that they know what they're doing. Mm. Um, and I've been able to use that in a lot of different areas of my life. Like um, if I know a teacher or a trainer or a pastor
2: mm-hmm. has
0: credibility and I can trust them, then I can focus more on that. And I get so much more out of the training. than if I'm worried about like one, the test that's coming up or right. is this person trustworthy, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so that was that'd be the next one is trust the process.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and then finally, kind of fast forwarding to the end of my career, I, I did ten years as a SEAL. Um, and what got me what allowed me to make the decision to get out was mm-hmm. well, there's a few factors. One was family, like I was gone six, eight months out of the year and I was just getting hard on my family. Yeah. And the the place or the next level that I wanted to go in my career would have just taken me further and further away from family. And so that was always tough. Um, But then one final thing I did was uh, looking at people that had been in the SEALs like 10 to 15 years longer than me. And uh, what is it – because there's this like old adage that you are – Like, unless something changes, you're going to be the same person that's been doing this 10 to 15 years longer than you, right? Right. And so I looked at those people, and I just realized, like, they didn't have the character or the integrity that I really wanted to live my life by. Mm. Um, And so basically what that taught me was that character was more important to me than merit or skill, they were all awesome dudes in, in one sense, you know. Yeah. Like they had been SEALs for 20, 30 plus years. And um, they were really good at that. But, you know, you see a ton of divorce. You don't see a lot of really good mm. fathers. Um, and so to me, the character was heavier weighted than their merit, basically right. or skill as an operator. So those are my five lessons. I'm not as awesome as I thought. Mm-hmm. Two is neither is anyone else. Three is quitting will define you longer than anything else. Yeah. Four is trust the process. And five is character is more important than merit or skill.
1: Yeah. Well, it's interesting how, you know, God's general grace, you learn that through your experience with the Navy SEALs. But one thing that I wanted to bring out as well, which those are awesome lessons is those are also true lessons biblically as well. And so, how how have you seen these same lessons as you've grown in your relationship with Christ how have you seen those same lessons be true and how do we see that biblically let's take the first one not as awesome as you think you are <laughs> right i thought you were going to do this part but <sighs> i'm going to i'm going to definitely help with it but i'm, I'm curious to like see your thoughts of it
0: well, well so the the first one being not as awesome as i thought um like just being humble and as I started learning, like, good theology Mm -hmm. and realizing that um, we do have this identity as a sinner. It's not, like, the final identity of who we are. Like, we are something much more than that in Christ. We are also sinful beings, Mm -hmm. and we all fail so much. Right. Uh, And so coming into a new thing, it's okay to fail.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: I went into Bud's not even – have serious. I still believe, like, I did not belong in – in Mm -hmm. that room like with everyone else um but somehow i made it through and i think i was forged in the process Mm -hmm. um rather than i think some guys are seals from like the time they're born and -hmm. they just need to go be a seal i became a seal through the training yeah like i really think they made me Mm -hmm. um and i had a lot of attributes about myself that kind of lent itself towards that yeah you know But basically, coming out of the SEALs, I was able to try at really hard things. Like, um, I tried aquaponics farming. It's super Mm. difficult for me anyways. um, Farming method. Yeah. And I completely failed miserably. Yeah. Uh, No big deal. Dusting my back off and then went after real estate investing. Very difficult profession. Like, I would say within real estate, it's probably the hardest thing you can do. And I was able to find success after failing a bunch with that as well. Right. Lost a ton of money on my first flip, and um, that was fine with me. Yeah, like the failure. But pre buds, I would not have been okay with that. I would have mm-hmm. chosen something a lot safer.
1: Yeah, no, that's great. And I, and you already mentioned it, but that's that's like the number one lesson for us as humans is that we're all sinful and fall short of the glory of God. Romans three twenty three. That if anyone who thinks himself, you know great or has identity in their own greatness um, is a fool you know it's pride yeah but that none of us before the like we all fall short of God's glory we're all children of wrath Ephesians 1 3 uh, like the rest of mankind you know um, that without Christ we're nothing and mm-hmm. we're all destined for for hell I mean for destruction no matter what kind of life we build in this in this life, it's all for nothing. And yeah. It's worthless uh, without without a relationship with God. And so that is a fundamental lesson for all of us is that we're not as great as we think we are.
0: Yeah, and then alongside that, um, basically, like, seeing all these, like, really incredible guys with incredible mindsets that mm-hmm. did belong in Buzz, but didn't make it, um... It it showed me that, like, we all put our pants on one leg at a time. Like, yeah. you hear that kind of growing up in sports. Yeah. And I never believed that until, like, seeing the other side of it. Like, as mm. as a, a little Buds trainee watching these, like, like the, the one Olympic athlete I told you about, he quit. Like, yeah. For, like, why? Like, he was incredible. Why would you quit, you know? Sure. And so seeing that, um, it really painted the picture for me that, um, like, we're all just – like, we all put our pants on one leg at a time, you know? Yeah. And there's, there's really not this, Um, like, I don't need to have this insecurity or fear of man when I'm in, like, a room with people that are better than me at something. And so I'm almost, like, more comfortable in that a- atmosphere or environment when I'm around people that are way better at stuff than me. And it really opened up a lot of doors for me after getting out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that same kind of attitude we – I love what Paul says about it in Philippians 3 where there's, you know, he's talking about how some um, are of the circumcision are trying to rely upon their merits still of the law. Uh, still trying to preach to the Philippians that their circumcision and stuff like that is still necessary and taken away from the gospel message. And, and Paul <laughs> he talks to him about how, you know, all his merits, you know, he says, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. That's in Philippians 3, um, verses 4 through uh, 7. And the point, the reason why I'm bringing it up and how that parallels is essentially what he's saying is we're all equal at the cross. Like any kind of merit you have in this life means nothing at the surpassing worth of Christ. And, you know, going with that first point, man, no matter what we think we are, or what identity we have or what accomplishments we think we have, that none of it matters apart from Christ. And it's only Christ that gives us worth right Mm -hmm. and so that gives us the ability when we're faced with a task uh especially a god-giving task you know i think about you know take take sharing your faith you know we talk about that a lot Um, you've heard us talk on this podcast a lot about um multiplying and the call to to share your faith and be ambassadors um for the cross and many many people are terrified of the idea of sharing sharing about Jesus for the persecution that they might face or the rejection or not knowing how to say it right. All these excuses, right? All these reasons for fear. And it's like none of that stuff matters. And when we have a task like that to, to accomplish, that knowing that it's God who works through us that the surpassing worth of Christ is what matters, not our ability, not our merits. Um, and so our confidence is in Christ, not in ourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that's a great um a great lesson for us. Uh going on to lesson number 3. What was that one again? Um quitting will define you longer
0: than anything else. Right. Um which I don't know, this one's tougher for me to see. I do know like I've been a Christian for a long time and I was a Christian throughout um throughout my 10 years as a CEO, although like it wouldn't like towards the end of my time there, it didn't really look like it. You know, like I just struggled with a lot of doubt. Like I was I was beginning to doubt everything. Right. Um, and I was and that was a um a function of just bad theology, not right. being disciple fully, and then the stuff I was reading and allowing myself to um, be influenced by were just really detrimental to my faith. Like mm-hmm. it was it was Christian, quote-unquote, but it was heretical. Right. Now I see that. Um, and so the the thought of quitting, being a Christian, came up a lot in my faith. And I don't ever tell anyone that um, because there was a lot of shame there. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing that kept me going was just this, like, resolve, this, like, moral resolve to, like, see it out, even though it was so dang hard because I just felt like a fake mm-hmm. as a Christian. Um, so I don't know if that really ties in, but, um, not quitting was really the only thing that kept my faith going, even right. though I didn't feel like being a Christian anymore. And it's not like I wanted to like follow in my sin and, and be like this terrible person. I just thought from what I could see in the world that I could be more successful not having to follow these, this confusing, um, because I had no one really pouring into my life Mm -hmm. uh, spiritually, I thought I could just get all that on my own.
1: Right. You know? I think um, endurance, not quitting, is, for the Christian, is probably the hardest because there's so many things that, so many temptations of the flesh, uh, spiritual warfare. There's so many things happening throughout your life, like that staying committed to the gospel is, um, is one of fruit of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. but it is a battle you know paul talks about that in the same chapter of philippians 3 talking about straining towards the goal he talks about not that he's already obtained this or i'm already perfect but i press on to make it my own because christ jesus has made me his own Says, brothers i do not consider that i have made it my own but one thing i do forgetting what lies behind and straining toward to what lies ahead I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus, and so that Christ would be such a surpassing worth that it sets that goal in front of us that's worth running towards, mm-hmm. that's worth um, going after, that's worth you know putting our hope in, and it's that goal of knowing Christ and one day being in heaven with God. That's that's what motivates us to press on and not quit. Yeah. That's our why. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I wish I
0: would have known all that. I think what kept me going most of the time was just, like, one, like I said, my moral obligation. Like, it would have just been a lot harder conversation to let my wife know that, hey, I'm thinking about quitting God. Yeah. Um, And um, also just, like, the hope that it would get better one day. Right. You know? And I remember, I remember praying— like I was in a super dry time spiritually early on in my career and just praying like, Well, God, I know there's so many people that like don't believe in you. So thank you at least for giving me this faith that seems like unshakable. Right. And then it was soon a few years after that that my faith became super shakable. Um so I think he just gave me just enough grace to continue on um and and like make it to we're a, a time now where I'm flourishing.
1: You know, my family's yeah, flourishing. And absolutely. So it, it's a beautiful thing. Which takes us to lesson four: trusting the process, right? Yep. Um, I love that sentiment so much. Going back to our guy Paul, um, what he says in Romans eight twenty eight and twenty nine, I think is so important for your last two lessons, where he says. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. That idea of being conformed to the image of his son, like that's the, the ultimate goal. And so the process of sanctification is for the purpose of helping us to become more and more like Christ as we deny ourselves. And so... Mm-hmm. So that's the process, waking up every day, trusting in the Lord, growing in your relationship, putting off the old self, renewing your mind in the gospel, putting on what's true and what's right and what's righteous in the Word of God. And it's a battle. It's a denying of self. It's, you know, it takes work, working out um, our salvation with fear and trembling, as Paul would say, you know. Mm -hmm. But every trial we go through, every struggle we go through, God is using in that process for, for the good and for the purpose that he's called us to, which is being conformed to the image. of Yeah. Christ. Sometimes it feels
0: good and sometimes not so much. Uh, I'd say one way that played out for me as well is early on when you and I started meeting, mm-hmm. there was an opportunity to be prideful yeah. about it. And I don't know if you ever got that sense for me, but there was also the flip side of that was just swallowing my pride and just like submitting myself to being taught Mm -hmm. and that 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 forced me to put a lot of trust in you yeah um because you were leading me and so there was just like i wanted to kick back and kind of put up walls and i think that's what i would have done had i not seen the fruit of as a as a young seal being taught so many things just from guys that have done this before right and so um yeah they may have not been perfect but they have done this before and Mm -hmm. they 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 practice what they preach they're not like teaching academically like they're Mm -hmm. in the field and so like i was able to recognize that in you like okay this is a this is not a hypocrite like this is a guy that actually lives this way Mm -hmm. and so i can trust the process not get insecure about what i don't know not get insecure about um all the wasted years that i've spent Mm -hmm. like i just never really thought about that and I just pressed into the opportunity that God gave me to learn from you as we built our friendship sure. and through that discipleship as well. And so um, if it wasn't for that lesson, I wouldn't have pressed in like that.
1: Right. And it is so good to just know, like, that's our that's what our relationship with God should be like, that it's not about being perfect, that we're our sins are covered when we put our faith in Christ. Like, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, Romans eight one. Like, that is taken care of on the cross. But as we get the Holy Spirit, when we're made new in Christ, it's a lifetime of growth and changing and working out our salvation. And so trusting the process is such a good lesson there of mm-hmm. repenting daily and and not having pride. Pride's what keeps us from growing. But when we come into it knowing that we're sinful, <laughs> knowing that we need Jesus and that his grace is sufficient and that if we confess our sin, He's faithful and just, to forgive us our sin, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. First John one nine. Man, that's such good news because I need it. Well, that allows me to just lean into the process because I know mm-hmm. I'm being conformed into the image of, Je- uh, of Jesus, like yeah. um, like Romans eight twenty nine says. And that brings us to our very last lesson, which is character is more important than anything else, right? Yeah. And um, that's our. That's it. Our our character being like Jesus is the most important thing to to be a light to the world to to know God ourselves and to introduce other people to God that's yeah. our that's our greatest goal Well,
0: it gave me a lot of confidence in Christ to work through me in multiplication and evangelism cuz i didn't feel like i had what it took um like, I didn't have the biblical knowledge. I didn't have, like, this apologetics background. Yeah. I'm not a good arguer. You know, I'm more of a, like, just push through <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and so I'm like, man, I'm not going out here winning anyone to the faith. Like, I yeah. can't do that. That's not my skill set. But I know now that God works through that, and people will follow character before they follow those, yeah. the merit and the skill. You know, there's plenty of smooth talkers out there that is, have probably won a lot of people. Yeah. Um, to make a decision about right. Christ, but I'd rather people follow um, a lifetime, mm-hmm. follow for their lifetime Christ because they saw something in me that reflects who Christ is. Yeah, And so just um, not worrying about my shortcomings, my, you know, my biblical knowledge, my theological, like, degrees or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just um, what character of Christ can I emulate And, like, inspire people to live like Christ as well, you know, and see that.
1: Mm -hmm. um, That's right. Well, that's good. And if anybody gets anything out of this one is is that's the end goal, to be like Christ, to love God and to show other people who Jesus is by emulating or living out the character of Christ, but most importantly talking about who Jesus is and introducing people to Jesus through sharing the gospel. Like, that's it. That's our goal in life. And if we can do that and be faithful to that, man, that's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else is secondary. It becomes so simple. Yeah. I mean, it's still difficult, but it's simple. That's right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you got a lot out of today. Thanks, Josh, for sharing all those great lessons. All righty.
0: Thanks for listening to the Change Up Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode, but most importantly, we hope it helped. And if it did, please share it with a friend or someone you may be discipling. Also, you can like us on Facebook and Instagram. You can reach us via either of those channels if you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to cover. We appreciate your guys' support and would also like to thank The Field Church in Mandeville, Louisiana for hosting and producing this podcast. If you don't have a home church, then please look it up at thefieldnola.com. We're not currently holding services due to the COVID-19 crisis, but if you go to The Field Church on Facebook, you can see all that we are doing for the members. Daily devotionals, daily praying through the Psalms. We have a live streaming of our services on Sunday morning at 1015 and just a bunch more ways to get connected to a very active church body. So thanks again, guys. Be blessed.